Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Board Minutes Podcast. I'm Seth LaRue, and I'm joined once again by the Chris Jenkins to my Ryan Archie Diacono, Corey Brown. So Archie Diacono almost blew that game. Oh, with the turnover? He had two turnovers, crucial ones, but we'll get into that later because I was pissed at him because I was definitely going Nova. But, you know, two things, Seth. One, we're recording this podcast from the original podcast location the original undisclosed location no one knows where it is it's my you'll never no it's not you'll never know where it is you'll never find us two i'm super sad because march madness is over the tournament has ended and now i go into a sports semi drought filled with baseball and, yeah, and depression. Which baseball is exciting. No, it's not. For like Knock opening day. Well, no, it's just like the oh, fact that it's day. back. It's like, oh, cool, baseball's back. And then by the time every team gets to their second series, you're like, okay, I'm ready for baseball to... Well, that's not fair. Not that I'm ready for it to not be done. It's just... Like after the first month, do you kind of tune out? Well, I mean, I still follow it, but it's just... I don't get excited about every game. It's more like... You know, I get excited if I'm going to a game or I get excited if, right? you know, but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, the Giants. Are yeah. How many games do you think you Giants watch are playing the, the Phillies on Wednesday at one? I can't wait to tune in to watch Dude, is Jamie Moyer still on the Phillies. Like he's, he's got to be like 50 oh, as, throwing as like pitcher? 70. I don't know. Probably not. But how many baseball games do you think you watch a year? A year. I used to watch a lot. Probably now like start to finish or any part of. Let's just say like any part of like a few innings. Hmm. I'd say like twenty five before to, the playoffs. Twenty five to thirty, maybe, including the playoffs. No, before the playoffs. Okay, so that's, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. My college roommates, shout out to them. I, before this podcast started, I said I had no shout outs this week, but I already gave a shout out. Shout out to my college roommates. They watched every single game during college. Like we go back to our they, like after class, and they watched every single. In game. college, I watched a lot more because in college you could just kind of like sit around. It's you had more psychotic. free time. But yeah. Um, I guess right. it's good napping sport. Or like just a chill and have some beer sport. Or just like have it on the background. Yeah. And like not really watch. Yeah. Well, we do. I mean, hey, we do get to look forward to the Copa America and the Olympics this summer. So that's like nice that we wouldn't necessarily always have. The Copa America? Yeah. It's like the it's like the, the soccer tournament, like the US, Colombia, Brazil. Oh, I like the Euros were the big thing. Uh, the Euros. Oh, yeah. The Euros too. Is that bigger than the Copa America? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the Euros are bigger. Yeah. But you no, know, there's some stuff to look forward to uh, this summer. So aside from baseball, yeah, oh, hockey playoffs. I'm pumped. And well, NBA playoffs that's coming up right around the corner too. NBA so. playoffs. Oh, you're right. Okay, so now I'm in a better. It's not mood. all done. I'm yet. in a better mood. Just wait till July or August, and you'll really. feel I don't know how I forgot really about the bummed. NBA playoffs. I'm in a better mood now. Yeah. So, I guess. Do you want to get into the final four? Yeah, well, I think we're going to start by just kind of recapping the final four, and and I think the last <laughs> Our th- shit. The <laughs> last time, the last time we <laughs> talked to everybody, we were smoking the buddy healed chronic good, good stuff and um suffice to, suffice to say that did not quite pan out for us no um but there's still hope that we can cheer for buddy healed in the future on the milwaukee bucks well that's another thing the nba draft is coming up yeah so 
we won't dig too much into the actual Final Four, frankly, because none of the games are really worth digging into. No, they're both blowouts. Um, Villanova just completely destroyed Oklahoma by 44. Yeah. Put up 95 points. They shot. We thought it was crazy that they shot 63% against Miami. They shot 71%. On our last podcast, they shot 71%. Yeah, 61% from three. That is, That is just like... That's insane. That's, that's like, like an average day for me in the gym. That's like if you played a video game on easy, <laughs> that's what you would shoot. Yeah. Like that's basically what Can you guess is. what Oklahoma shot? Probably like 50%. Oklahoma? I don't know. They I'm lost s- by 45. Okay, 40%? 44. See, uh, they, no, they shot 31%. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Buddy Hield was one of eight from three. Oh, man, buddy. R.I.P. Hey, he had a great year, though. He had a great tournament, too. Great tournament, too. Yeah, just one... That game got away from them in a hurry. I mean, that was it was kind of back and forth of the first like eight the, minutes, and then it was just yeah. Well, there was that an- you okay. looked up and they were down thirty all of a sudden. Yeah, Oklahoma made that mini run, and then I think Woodard was at the free throw line, and he, he hit the first one. Yeah, and then he, he missed the second. He followed it up. Yeah, that in was the great air play. with a layup. Yeah, and they were down like I think it was single digits at that point. Yep, they cut it to like nine. I think yeah. Yeah, so that, everyone thought they were going to make a run, but then oh, Villanova couldn't miss. So Villanova, yeah, just. Just a complete demolition mm-hmm. um, made to the final game. And then you had uh, UNC took care of business against Syracuse. Which was, it was close. Kind of close throughout. And then yeah. Syracuse, well, well, th- close, like within striking distance for a lot of it. And then Syracuse made like a 10-0 run in the second half to yeah. give them a little bit of hope. And then North Carolina just put the beat down on and right. just ran away with it. Yeah, the only guy that really, I guess two guys showed up for Syracuse. Cooney had game of his life, 22 points. Uh, Malachi Richardson had 17. Hey, so I know but that... But was 5 of 18. Oh, wow. I know that we had a lot of uh, predictions that were incorrect. All of them. But, no, but I do believe if you go back to our last podcast and listen to what I said North Carolina had to do to win that game, it was get the ball inside against the zone and don't settle for threes. Can you um can you pull up... Just pull up the stats. What did, what did North Carolina shoot from three? Oh, no... <laughs> Come on, I just sexed out of it. I'll pull it up for you, but I don't know. See, it did seem like they're because basically, well, because basically we're saying because Syracuse what was good Carolina at defending the three. three. Yeah, well, because Syracuse was good at defending the three. North Carolina wasn't good at threes. So Carolina shot twenty three percent from three. Four of seventeen. Four of seventeen. And then inside they were fifty four percent ish. Fifty four percent for the game. They were fifty four percent. Oh, I see total. So they must have been. 60, they were better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Ish, yeah. So we, we got that one right. That's, you know. You got that one right. Well, we'll tell you, I'll take the little victories where I can get them because everything else was wrong. Because we both had Oklahoma, and I think we both had Carolina, but yeah. you, had, you had Oklahoma beating. Oh, we both did. Did I? You yeah, also I took the buddy. I remember the buddy yelling juice. that. I remember yeah. yelling that. All right, fair. So this wasn't my tournament. I think I got every pick wrong. I still feel like I got screwed out of the Michigan State. We both did. Mm. That, okay. Yeah garbage yeah and then west virginia i don't i don't know what i did there that's fine hey there's no reason to go back there's no reason to you know hindsight is it just makes me sad you would have been a genius if it worked out and you just don't feel like one because it didn't but God. that doesn't mean that you're not a genius that is true so we had a north carolina villanova championship game last night and it was it was possibly one of the best games i've ever seen it was amazing i mean it was nothing short of amazing i mean even i mean we'll get to the ending in a a second here but even if you take away the ending like even if one of the teams would have ran away by like five or six points at the end it was a great game even then yeah i mean there was just 
there there were points in the first half like it w- it was really close off the start because Carolina was really cold, and then towards the end of the first half, it kind of felt like Carolina was running away a little bit mm-hmm. until yep. I think the last possession of the first half where Justin Jackson was running, sprinting down oh, the court. Oh, yeah, that was a big sequence, yeah. And going for a layup, and he got swatted by, I think, Josh Hart. Yep. And then they outlet to, I think it was Booth or Jenkins, one of the two. I think it was Booth. I think it was Booth, he hit a and shot And he hit a buzzer. shot at the buzzer, yeah. and they were only down five at half. Yeah, that was huge, because that was like basically like a nine. They would have been down nine, and so they were down five. It was a four-point swing right yeah. there, so... Yep. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I it was, I didn't think Villanova could keep up the shooting percentage that they had throughout the tournament. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody thought they could shoot what they did. It was unbelievable. They shot fifty eight percent from the field total, fifty seven percent from three. Yeah, and they did turn the ball over a lot. Yeah, but sort of Carolina. But so. I think, but I, I think, think it's just a fast pace. I think. Well, and I think Carolina. That's the type of team they are too is they want to speed you up and get you turning the ball right. over so they can score on you in transition. But one thing that I actually was really impressed with was it you know, it sort of felt like Carolina had control of a lot of the game throughout the first half a little bit. Not that they were running away with it, but it just felt like all right, they're up like four to six points and they're kind of in control. Yeah. And and you mentioned the sequence right before halftime. And then even in the second half, it was like all of a sudden I looked up and, and and Nova was up like five, and it was like, how did this happen? It was just very kind of slowly, slow and methodical. Yeah. And one thing they actually did a really good job of is keeping Carolina off the offensive boards. I mean, they still got some, but it wasn't. They were out rebounded by thirteen uh, offensively. Uh, no, Carolina had sixteen, and Nova had two. I know, but I sort of feel like a lot. no. I don't. I don't mean like Nova was going to have more, but I, and I feel like but Carolina half of Carolina's rebounds were offensive. But I think a lot of those came in the first half. Because I Bryce Johnson in the second half didn't really do a whole lot other than a couple like yeah I agree and stuff and I think a lot of them were kind of the garbage offensive rebounds were because Meeks had six of them but I feel like they came off of like where Meeks had an, an initial bunny that he missed and then and oh, you just yeah. get the rebound because he's oh, there because yeah. you don't get, nobody has a chance to box well, out yeah and maybe and you know and I you know I could be forgetting it or you know not remembering it correctly but. It just seemed at least like down the stretch, like maybe the last eight to ten minutes. It just I just remember thinking like, if Nova's gonna win this, like they can't give up a bunch of offensive rebounds, and it seemed like they did for the most part, other than um, when they got up ten and then Carolina stormed all the way back right yeah. at the end there. Yeah. Yep. 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 But and and I texted you during the second half when uh, Archie Diacono, who had an amazing, he couldn't miss this game. Yeah, he played and he, well. He wasn't making many. Errors. I mean, he had two turnovers for the game, and the two turnovers were the ones I texted you about. Oh yeah, where I think he was at. It was second half. I think Novo was up ten or so, and he had an open jumper from the el- right elbow, mm-hmm. and he decided to th- try and feed it down low to uh, what's his face Ochefu, mm-hmm. and he threw it over his head. Oh yeah, and then the second time was when he was trapped, and he just kind of tossed, tossed it towards it. the basket yeah. like way out yeah. of bounds. Yeah. So I thought he was going to blow the game. Well, and and. Give credit to North Carolina. I mean, they were down ten with what was it like five minutes left? Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked the game looked like it was, it was Marcus Page. He and then hit Marcus so Page, so many shots. Well, and I mean, he not only did he hit a couple threes, the one he hit from the the that corner, dude's a baller. The one he hit from oh, the corner, yeah, off the right inbound, off the inbound, I was yeah. just like, and then so you know they they finally work it within three with like yeah he had another layup four, that he made yeah. where he was fighting for an offensive rebound down oh, low yeah. oh, and yeah. they put that up. Well, and then they get it within three with like ten seconds left and. It was a play where uh, somebody, I forget who it was, 
he passed it, and then they pass it back to him, and Ochefu tried to jump it. Yeah. And he dove for it, and he and I think his thinking was probably like, if he gets the ball there or knocks it out of bounds or, or knocks it out of bounds, it's probably yeah. game over. You yeah. Know, they're up because uh, there's six, five, six, six, seven it seconds. It probably left. wouldn't have been over, but. But it, yeah. He, he thought it was a calculated risk. Yes. And then he <laughs> didn't take it. But then, so then it looks like Paige was going to have a wide open three. And he steps up to take the three, and I I can't remember exactly Dude who gets came in his running face. at him, get in his face, and he double clutches in midair, and just buries it. It was unbelievable, and it was it was it was it was from deep too. It's not like yeah, it was right up at the three point line. When that shot went in, I immediately I thought Carolina's Carolina's gonna, gonna win this, win, yeah. and that's I gonna be the most too. famous shot in the history of the NC. Like that's gonna be like up there with like the Christian Leitner, the Christian Leitner uh, game winner against Kentucky like yeah. 20 something years ago and I just could I just couldn't believe just just how insane the shot was but then to think about like the stage that it was on and the fact that they had just come down back from 10 points down to tie it like that but there were still 4.7 seconds left yeah so I just want to pause you here and interrupt yeah. you at that point when that okay approaching like the sequence where Carolina brought it down and they're down three. Who are you cheering for? I mean, I think at that in that instance like when you're when, when you're overall neutral, because I was cheering for Villanova the whole game. Yeah, so and was not I. not because I dislike Carolina. It's just watching the game. I sort of found myself just rooting for Villanova. Okay, but then North Carolina goes down ten, and they start fighting their way back. And Marcus Page starts playing like the Marcus Page everybody thought he was. And then when he had a really good tournament. By yeah, the way. yeah. When then when they're down three like that, I. I mean, I think obviously, I think everybody's hoping that that shot that he that he makes a shot and at least creates some more drama. I was not hoping that. Really? I was. Wow. I was cheering hard for Nova. Wow. Well, I mean, I was generally. I just until that play. I don't know. I've seen Carolina do it recently, so. Yeah. And I want. I like Jay Wright too. Yeah, Jay. I, I like Jay Wright. But anyways, I, I I just wanted to get your take on who you're yeah. for. So were you were you neutral again after you made that shot? No, after he made the shot, I'm like, did you want Nova to hit a game? I winner? absolutely wanted Nova yeah. to hit a game winner. Yeah, and then it happened. I mean, yeah, they they inbounded the ball. Archie Diacono caught it, turned up up court. It looked like at first I wasn't sure. I was actually kind of worried at first that he was going to just run down the court and kind of jack up a three. Um, yeah, it seemed like which they knew get, who they wanted to go to, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they did in their yeah. play, but because especially with North Carolina's length, I was just worried that like they oh, weren't yeah. gonna get that great of a shot. But Archie Diakono basically runs up to the the he three had, like, point the line, shovel pass, and he kind of like turned and simultaneously shovel passed it to Chris Jenkins, who was probably like a good four feet behind the three point line. It was pretty deep, and but he also simultaneously while he did that, when he turned his back, he kind of shielded two Carolina right, players. Right. Which gave a little bit of separation there, and and Jenkins just buried the three at the buzzer to win the national title. And I think anybody that's ever played basketball in their driveway, like dreams of that of that shot. That's the shot that you practice a hundred thousand times in your driveway as a kid. So can I do a little humble brag moment? Sure. Because I I wasn't on this. I wasn't on the same scale as this, obviously, because I did not play Division One basketball in the NCAA tournament for a championship. Yeah. But I did play high school basketball, Seth. And during the game of my senior season for the division championship, the Southeastern okay. Conference. The SEC. It's it's about the same, like, I guess, you know, skill level as the actual SEC. For basketball? Football. It's on that level. <laughs> okay. But we, so I forget how much 
the Muskego Warrior Warriors were down. Everybody knows my team, Muskego Warriors. Wow. Okay. So I, I forget how much we were down under a minute, but we were down, right? And we started pressing them. They turned the ball over and started climbing back. Mm-hmm. And then with, I think, I, I don't know, 10 seconds left, I hit a three from the top of the key to take to take the, the lead. Mm-hmm. And we ended up hitting two more free throws because they followed us. Yeah. And we ended up winning. Nice. So that it was insane. Can I ask you something? Yes. What is the op- That was my second shot of the game. What is the opposite? I was of, one of two. What is the opposite of one up? One upping someone. Like one down. Because you think this is it? No, no, because I'm about to do it. You're about to one up me? No, I'm an opposite of one up. Oh, you. this is great. I want to hear this. I don't know what the opposite is. So one time I was in a JV summer league tournament. Oh, this is so much better. And there was 11 seconds left and we were down two. And I was in the corner and our like stud player brought it up, but he was double covered because he was like clearly our best player. Right. And he kicked it out to me with like four seconds left and we we're down two. And I drained a three to put us up one. Dude, we're on the same. And then we intercepted the inbounds pass and we won. Dude, we're on the same level. This is the same. Was it for the division championship though? No, it was like to get us from group play to the knockout phase of a JV summer league basketball tournament. Oh, you win. Yeah. I opposite of one up you. I one downed you. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you won down. I like that. That's what I meant. But what we're saying is we're basically on the same athletic, you know, level no, as well, people, and not we the have same the same th- credentials, pretty not, much. So we're not necess- necessarily saying that. But what I, we're saying is, I'm saying that. what we're saying is, given all the times we've hit the game winner in our driveway and our real life experience, we knew what it Chris feels Jenkins right. was, it going, feels great. was going. Yeah, for we knew there. exactly. Oh, and I tweeted this after the game ended which i thought was a really good tweet by the way like pat um, my, my okay back. like that confetti pull was on point like right after he hit it they pulled it like they oh, didn't yeah. like that play shot didn't wasn't reviewed yet they well, knew so yeah whoever was pulling the confetti had all had already had their eye on the red light versus oh, when he, it released oh, when he released give that guy a freaking bonus man yeah that was that was pretty perfect timely. timing yeah. And Jay Wright, how Jay about Wright his just, reaction? Just not even smiling. Okay, so... Did you hear... Did you know that he said bang as the shot went up? As the shot went up. Well, like... Or maybe it went as it happened. But, like, he so was he watching like, it. All he, he like, said was he bang. He called it. He just said bang. And wow. then it, it went in, and then he's... That's it. And then he went to shake uh, Roy Williams' Roy Williams' hand. hand. Um, that's incredible. Like, I like that dude even more now. So... Yeah, I really like Jay Wright, and I think I think that's so. You know, you asked who I was cheering for. I think that's the one thing that I realize is I have nothing against Carolina, but as I was watching this game, and even the game against Oklahoma, because the game against Oklahoma, I was cheering for Buddy, but then just watching Villanova play and watching them play in, in this game last night, it's really hard to root against that team because you know we talked about Archie Diakono. They have like another senior Ochefu. Yep. Josh Hart is Ochefu has a good inside game, by the way. Yeah, he's got moves. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Hart is a really, really good he's basketball a baller. player. He's a baller. And he plays with a lot of heart, no pun intended. <laughs> you totally um, meant that. No. And they have an, uh, even like Booth. I think he's a... And then they have that Michael Michael Bridges. Phil Booth. Phil Booth. Fills up the bucket. <laughs> Phil. He did. He had tweet missed one shot last night. Phil Booth. Um, and then Michael Bridges, a another name. freshman. Jalen Brunson, freshman. Yeah. Like they, Lefty. They could be good. They could be good for... You know, and now I'm sure winning the title and Jay Wright, you know, he's such a smooth operator. Dude, They're going to get okay. some recruits. So I have two important questions. Okay. 
I think the first one is a little bit more important than the second one. All right, let's start with that one then. And the first one is, how long do you think Jay Wright has been going to the same tailor for his suits? Well, I know he used to coach at Hofstra, so I would say at least since his Hofstra days. Oh, you think like... Okay. Well, yeah, because he seems like the type of guy that would like not necessarily dress for the job he has, but dress for the job he wants. Oh, good point. And so he was rock. I bet he was rocking those oh, suits good since point, those days. Man. Yeah, and I, now he's on the the big stage and he's still crushing it. Dude, I can't disagree with you. And well, question number two. Yeah, this probably is more important, but I like the first question better. Which shot do you think was more impressive, Marcus Pages or Chris Jenkins? Um, just from like a degree of difficulty, just or? like overall. Well, I mean, I think obviously more Chris, impressive shot. Chris Jenkins is obviously more important because he's won a national championship and Marcus Page has tied a game. I agree. Um, so from a standpoint of like how much it changed the outcome of the game, obviously Jenkins is is more important. Obviously, I think Marcus Page's is by far like a higher degree of difficulty, not mm. only because he double clutched <laughs> on a three, but because even when they were interviewing Jenkins after the game, I mean, and part of this could just be him being like, you know, confident and, and whatever, but it sounded like not only was that a play that they practice a ton, but it was also I feel like, every like a shot. That play. Well, yeah, but it was also a shot that he even said, like, I think everyone's going in. So I thought that one was going in too. And so from that standpoint, I mean, it, really the, the most impressive thing about it was like it won the game and just, I guess like the pressure surrounding it, but it didn't. It didn't sound like he felt any pressure. He just locked and loaded, and the way he caught it too. I mean, he caught it like going towards the basket. And all he had to do is he said. I mean, he even said like once I get the one two step, it's going in. Yeah, you know. So it's oh, yeah. So I think Pages was more impressive, and I think like I said, if 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 they went to one the game at the buzzer, his would have went to, and North Carolina would end up winning. His, that shot would have went down and. Yeah, every I agree. NCAA tournament montage forever. But I think I think the I feel like the threes that go in. I guess I, I feel like threes go in more when you're down by three and you're in desperation because you're not really thinking about. Oh, you're just trying to throw something. It up. as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that could be. Yeah, you know. So I feel like when I'm watching basketball, or for a, however long I've been watching basketball, I feel like I've seen more threes go in when a team's down three in the last few seconds mm-hmm. than when a team's trying to win it. It could also help too, that it sounded like on that last play that Nova has practiced a million times that it wasn't necessarily just, all right, dribble up and get the ball to Jenkins and he's going to take the shot. Right. You know how sometimes teams will draw it up where they're like, this guy's taking our last shot. Yeah. It sounded like there was a few options on that play, which probably takes some of the pressure off because by the time Jenkins saw he was getting the ball and shot it, he probably had no time to even think about it. He just had to like step up and shoot it. Right, right. So that probably helped a little bit. Who would you say, I guess, Leon, looking at this game, who would you say was kind of your, I guess, you know, MVP of the game or maybe the guy you were most impressed with watching the game? Um, it's. I think it's easy to say <laughs> our boy Phil Booth. Phil Booth. He like we talked. I mean, he missed one shot, and I think that shot was like up. pretty late. I think he hit yeah. like every shot for. He had some pretty clutch game. free throws. Yeah. Oh yeah. Towards the end of the game, where it was mm-hmm. one and one. I, despite the two turnovers, I would say Archie Diacono because he handles the ball mm-hmm. the entire game. Yep. He only turned it over twice, despite what I you know said earlier that these could have caught co- the two turnovers could have cost him the game. Mm-hmm. I felt like he handled the the North Carolina pressure pretty well yep he shot lights out six of nine mm-hmm. two of three from three 
And I don't know. I think the dude plays the whole game. He's relied. They obviously rely on him. Him yep. and basically Josh Hart. Yep. You know that's that that's the other guy I was going to bring up. Not to say that I necessarily think he was like more impressive or more valuable. I think. Oh, Archie Diakono won the most outstanding player of the tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that makes sense. He, I mean, he shot lights out for he did majority of the tournament. Um, yeah, I was just going to bring up Hart, and I kind of already. But now t- I kind of want to pick somebody else because. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, but I, I don't he, he he was. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is like, do they win this game without him? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, but he, I also yeah. think they probably don't win this game without Josh Hart, and they probably don't win without Booth either. So it's, I mean, and I think Jenkins, that's obviously. Well, I think that's the, <laughs> I think that's the thing about Villanova that's so easy to like is they're one of those like teams. Not that other teams aren't teams. Or like Carolina isn't a team, but it's like you have a bunch of like seniors and juniors, a couple freshmen, not really any one and done guys, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's it's easy it's easy to like it's I think it's another reason why a lot of people liked watching Wisconsin last year is because you just had a bunch of seniors and juniors and a couple right. a couple young guys and you know it's just nice to watch it's nice to watch basketball when it's not just like some guy just playing to try and get his NBA draft stock up where but where it's more just it's a team and like, right. like Archie Diakono could have jacked that last shot up but he didn't because right he's like I'm gonna do what's best for the team and. It, he's not the only one on that team that plays like that. I mean, they all, they all kind of buy into that. And I think that's obviously a testament to them, but also a testament to Jay Wright as a coach to right. the way that he runs that, that program. And kind of adding more, I guess, assurance to your point. There was a good article I read on ESPN today that basically says, or the title is why Villanova's title was so important for college basketball and pretty much just showed that these teams that aren't entirely made up of one and done players, mm-hmm. you know, can actually go out and prove something and have people rally around them instead of these, you know, college powerhouses, I guess, yeah. like Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. Well, I mean, I, even Oklahoma would have been cool. Well, I don't think Carolina is even as bad as, as some, some of the other teams. No, I agree like Bryce Johnson's a senior. Marcus that, yeah. is a senior, you know, from like a, I mean, I know like Hicks has been around for at least a couple of years and so has, um, Meeks. Meeks. So it's not like they're just like a ton of freshmen. Justin Jackson's a sophomore. Yeah, I you're mean, right. They're at, they're another squad. I mean, they do get some one and dones, but a lot of times Carolina seems to be the the team of the elite teams, and Kansas kind of too, I guess. Kansas is always there. Where they always end up getting like guys that end up being like the best players when they're juniors and seniors. Right. Whereas you know some of like the obviously Kentucky's the obvious example of the one and done teams, and then which is fine, but it's just. You know, it's, it, it, I agree. It's nice to see a team, like a team, it's, uh, something that you'd look at and be like, there's no necessarily like standout superstar compared to the rest of the team. It's like one team. Like any of those guys could be the best player on the court on any given night. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see him put it all together. And dude, Villanova could do this next year. I mean, they're bringing back Jenkins, Brunson, Booth. <laughs> Thank God Booth's coming back. They're only losing Archie Diakno and Chapel. Yeah. And and I think they have a pretty decent recruiting class coming in too. Yep, and Josh Hart's coming back, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'll just jump on this Villanova bandwagon. Wow, wow. Actually, this one, the, the Philly deserved this. The city of Philadelphia deserved this. Oh wow, this. Philly deserved this, huh? Yeah, whoever's out there cheering for Villanova in Philadelphia. I mean, obviously you know the Sixers stuff. The University Dude, the Flyers of may, might make the playoffs though. Wow, NHL, and the Phillies I think were the worst team in baseball last year. Yeah, well. So, kudos. Good job, Philadelphia. You earned this. 
Did you, you see the shots though of the, wherever that pavilion was? Of, oh, like all the fans, dude. They were getting rowdy. Yeah, I, I was pretty jealous. I feel like I would be doing the same. I heard they was, uh, they uh, canceled all classes today. Do you think Wisconsin would have done that last year if we would, or if they would have won the national? Probably, title? but if they didn't, nobody would have showed up for class. That's either. true. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Do you have any, I guess, parting thoughts or, or last about the game or the uh, tournament just in the general? Season, just the tournament, the season, the game, whatever. Just. Well, this we, is basically our last NCAA tournament pod that we're going to do until the next Yeah, I'm season. sorry, people. I know we haven't <laughs> talked enough about this, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, unless maybe we decide to talk about some next year rankings, but we won't do that right away. We'll wait. Well, you can you can talk about that in your parting no, thoughts. No, no, I don't want to talk about that in my parting thoughts. I'll say if you have any. I think we already gave our parting thoughts about the team that we cheer for. Yeah. When they lost the Badgers, which I did see today that Nigel is submitting his or he's actually asking the i think it's called the nba like draft advisory committee Mm -hmm. basically like where he's gonna be yeah well he i mean he'd he'd be dumb not to at least just do his due diligence and see so what's the nba what's the rule again if you hire an agent you can't come back so i think they changed it now they did i think i think like now because it used to be if you declare you're done right which was kind of dumb now it's like if you declare you can get uh they can analyze your draft stock and then you basically have like another deadline by which you have to say like i'm either going in and hiring an agent or i'm not right and the i think the reason like the agent be hiring an agent is a big deal because they obviously don't want agents tampering with ncaa players during that process or whatever yeah okay that makes sense but i guess okay so a couple parting thoughts i mean starting from the beginning the seedings we talked about and every year is going to be something to debate. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple things that I wish would have happened differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of for personal reasons. I honestly thought Michigan State was one of the best four teams in the country. Oh, okay. And they should have got a number one seed. I also think Kentucky deserved a higher seed than a four. Mm-hmm. And Ka- I think I think Indiana deserved a higher seed than a five, too. And those two teams had to play each other in that's, the That's kind of why it's disappointing crazy. that they had to play each other. And then the winner of that game had to then they got rewarded with North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So I think that could have happened a little bit differently. Um, I not not because like I think I wanted the games, mm-hmm. you know, or, or at least the teams to go further than they did, but just because I think Kentucky was deserving of at least a three. Mm-hmm. based on how they've been playing going into the tournament as well. Yeah. So that's one of them. I just really like watching standout players. Second thought, I guess. I like watching standout players come to life in the tournament and unknown players, or at least unknown to me, come up. Mm-hmm. Like Thomas Walkup from oh, yeah. Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. It was just fun to watch. Like yeah. I didn't know about this guy. Well, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch a guy like that who... Is obviously a very good player, but plays for, I guess, like a lesser known school. So he kind of flies under the radar. Right. And it's one thing to be like, all right, this guy dominated his conference, but then to to do it in the NCAA tournament against, you know, what we would consider, I guess, you know, top tier competition, and show that not only does he belong, but his team belongs. Like that's always fun to see that yeah. competition happen. And then it it's kind of like reassuring when you see a player that we both and a lot of people love and Buddy Healed actually confirm. You know how good he is on a big stage, because mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that did not enjoy watching the show he put on all season oh, yeah. and in the tournament. 
Well, I mean, he's just such a likable guy too. He's not, you know, he's not super cocky. He just right. like, plays really hard. And the, you know, uh, I guess jumping back to that game for a really quick second, the one thing that I liked about that is, I mean, they were losing by like forty points, and you know, the, the coach had taken them out, and they were playing all the reserves. And you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was for show, maybe it wasn't, but. I mean, he literally went, he started at, like, the end of the bench, and he went to, like, every single player on that bench and, like, you know, kind of shook their hand and gave yeah. them a hug and, and said something to them, which I can only assume was him, you know, kind of thanking them for everything. And right. I mean, that's just class, you know? I mean, sure, is that, like, a huge deal? Maybe not. But how many other players, like, star players do that, you know? In, in like, the moment that he realizes his career is coming to an end. Yeah. and And he's... He's giving, you know, kind of love to all the players that kind of were with him on the journey. And I just think, I mean, it's just, it's just class. And I think that just speaks to kind of who he is as, as a person, which I think, you know, good for him. And right. looking forward to, to seeing him, you know, hopefully play in the next level too. So And like not trying to discount the team, like the well-known teams like Carolina in terms of talking about standout players because mm-hmm. – I I love watching Marcus Page's tournament. There was mm-hmm. all the smack talk about him, you know, coming into this tournament. Yep. That, you know, he wasn't shooting well this year. He didn't have, I guess, a statistically great season. I know he came into the season injured. Yep. But he was great this tournament. And, you know, big-time players show up. And I really enjoyed watching, especially in the championship game. Yep. And I don't know. I kind of I felt bad for Page. Yeah. But yeah, but like you said, I think it's 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 nice to see him show up. And I mean, honestly, like I hope that when he looks back on this game, he doesn't feel like he could have done really anything more. Because I think without him, you know, Villanova probably would have ran away with this game. But he was kind of the guy him that helped. Barry, yeah, yeah, he was kind of the guy that helped will them. He's kind of like the the heart and soul that helped will them back in and played really great. What about you? Yeah. I, I guess I have two things. One of them is kind of more technical and the other one is, I guess, more sentimental. But you mentioned the seedings and I do agree. And I mean, I feel like every single year there's some gripe over like seedings and who got, who's in and who's out and like all this stuff. And I think the one thing that the NCAA could do to at least make the process better and more transparent is... you know, Right now on the committee, there's just a bunch of athletic directors. Some of them know stuff about basketball. Some of them don't really and the athletic directors are from all sorts of different schools there's not like a ton of i mean there's representation but it's not like super spread out to all the schools i feel like one thing they could do is at least bring in some element of you know statistics and i mean we i you know i'm a big proponent of ken palm there's other there's other guys that have rankings that that objectively measure the teams measure how good they are and i think yeah there is something to be said for you know the quote-unquote eye test and yes, you should be considering, you know, injuries and other things like that. But I mean, I do think that there, you know, you look at all these other sports. I mean, there is a place in college basketball for that type of analysis, especially when it comes to picking not only who gets to have a chance at a national title, but, you know, where they're seated. Um, and, and obviously, like Syracuse showed, you know, Syracuse was a team that was almost out of the tournament. And they made a run, and they're not the first team to have done that after almost missing the tournament. So right. it actually is an important distinction of who's in and who's out. Um, and I think I would just like to—I would like to see that added to the mix in the future. And whether it will or not, who knows? I'm not super optimistic, but I think that would be an interesting thing to see. Good point. The other thing that I was going to say is just—I I look at this tournament every year, and I look forward to it. And I, 
I just, it's one of my favorite times of year. And I just, I'm so happy that even after the crazy tournament we had, kind of let down by the final four, but just to see a, a final game that is just incredibly just engaging. And, you know, I mean, you end up rooting for guys that you end up rooting for these like 20 year old kids that you don't really yeah, know, but it's crazy. It's just, just the way they play and like the heart they have and just the, the competition. It's, it's, it's just, it's what's best. That's the best part about college basketball is just watching these guys, you know, watching these guys do this. And, you know, I'm just glad that we, you know, we got treated to such a great final game. Um, and it just, you know, c- keeps me optimistic for the future of the game and for, and just for next season in general. So, yeah. Uh, I think those are, you know, great points. I think, I guess in my memory in the last, you know, 10 years, we've had some pretty insane championship games. Yeah, it's been some good ones. The the Wisconsin-Duke one, just because that was more of like a personal interest. But, I mean, it was a Duke comeback game. in that the second half. Game, yeah. And then, you know, the one for that I think was UConn-Kentucky, and that was kind of a blowout. Um, UConn blew them yeah. out. But the game for that, Louisville-Michigan, that was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Chalmers mm-hmm. three. There was the two games that Butler was in the the finals where Gordon Hayward almost Gordon Hayward hit the half, almost hit the half court, court shot. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's I'm I don't know. This one tops it for me. This is probably the best one I've seen. Yeah, it's this is and this one's gonna be tough to top. championship game. This one's gonna be tough to top. But you know, I thought that you know every tournament I've ever seen before this was gonna be tough to top, and somehow there were some crazy moments in this one that that really made it you know kept it interesting. So. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's all we have from an NCAA tournament tournament, college basketball standpoint. And um, shout out to the Muskego Warriors. Shout out to your JV summer squad. Yep. Because and then shout out to Chris Jenkins because we we feel you, bro. Yeah. Three peas in a pod. Yes. uh, One last thing before we head out is um, I know we touched on it. We're trying to raise some funds just to pay for the website. Um, get some promotional materials as well as, you know, just pay for copyright fees and such. Um, you can go to our website, theboardminutes.com. You can also go to at board minutes, uh, Twitter page to find links to that, uh, campaign. If you're interested in, in donating and, and even if you don't want to donate, just pass it along, share it with your friends. Even if you can only donate a dollar, I mean, everything helps. I mean, if you like listening to the pod, you want to throw a dollar our way, you know, we appreciate it more than you know. So, Or tell your friends or like us on, give us a follow on Twitter mm-hmm. or any type of, you know, social media. But hey, also congrats to the UConn women's team who oh, just did they, won they by 30. Wow. Won, I think, by 31. Fourth straight national title. That's undefeated that's, season. That's baller status. I don't even know what to say about that other than. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up for college basketball. That's it for college basketball. And um, thanks for listening. We're going to come out with more material on some music. Yeah. We'll have a, I think we're gonna have a bonus pod this week talking about the outside lands lineup, which just dropped today. So look, uh, look at that. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Adios. Later.